we still have sloth poop on that thing? High mystery. You're walking alone in the forest, utterly lost, totally bewildered, when you see a light in the distance. As you get closer, you see an entire colony of Bigfoot there. Oh. They're celebrating and harvesting under the full moon. So majestic. But the second you set foot into the ring of light, the light goes completely out and disappears. And in the shuffle, the Bigfoot leave. Must be time for another episode of High Mystery! <laughs> That's right, it's the podcast where we smoke weed and we talk about the mysteries in our universe. Today will be no different. Good. I'm Colin. I'm Tristan. And I'm Robert. That's right, you know us, we're the crew of High Mystery. We are going to be smoking weed today. I've got Jack Herrera and Purple Princess and uh, Girl Scout Cookies and one of them is in a wrap from Perennial. It's a joint paper from Perennial. R.I.P. Yep. And the other one is from the Bad Boys. Uh, uh, for life? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Out in theaters. <laughs> and uh, I think that's what it is. Now I'm thinking of it. Now I think it's the White Boys, actually. Oh. Uh, I should have brought the little thing in. Definitely not the Bad Boys. No, nah, it's the White Boys, I'm pretty <laughs> sure. And, uh, yeah. So I've got two joints here for us today. I heard rumors of like maybe a dip dab. I do. I do have a little concentrate here for us. It's a uh, Emerald Dragons Orange Aota. Oh. It's a sugar wax, and it doesn't say whether it's sativa hybrid or indica, but we're gonna take some to the dome and find out. All right. Well, to, to battle your white boys, I've got uh, Wu Tang Clan. <laughs> yeah. They're nothing to fuck with. Uh, so I hear. I think my white boys always lose that fight. <laughs> we got the RZA. We got the Jizza. Method Man. Old Dirty Bastard. Can't forget Raekwon. Uh, Ghostface Killer. There you go. Um, and it is wrapped in a uh, Maui mango high hemp wrap. Nice. Nice. So, and the, for those that don't know, Wu-Tang Clan, uh, well, Wu-Tang, I should say, <laughs> is an indica, and uh, so enjoy it. <laughs> At this point, you should also be joining us in the weed smoking or consuming of some kind. Yeah, whatever you got, you know, whether it's an old edible or a vape pen or whatever, you know, also, join us. I have a question. Yeah. When we get to, like, the potent stuff like wax, do you guys necessarily feel a difference between the hybrid, sativa, and indica? Because I definitely do with the flower, but, like, after a certain point of just, like, uh, concentration. concentrated, like, THC, it all kind of just fucks me up. <laughs> it's definitely hard for me to say because it's not like I've had the availability of wax in the right. same way that I have with flour, so it's not like... And it's also just not as clear to me usually. Like, I just end up with wax. Sometimes just in an unlabeled jar. Mm -hmm. So I feel like, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> what do you think, Rob? Uh, I mean, as we all know here at this table, wax tends to fuck me up no matter what it is. Yay! Uh, I, I tend to not be able to... 
uh, monitor my intake as I'm breathing it in. Mm -hmm. So it's either not you don't quite feel it enough. As much. It's not as yeah. like heavy on the lungs. Exactly. Right. So it's only when it's exhaling that I'm like, oh, nope, too much, too much. And I'm coughing. And I think the coughing is mainly what fucks me up. So it could be a pretty weak strain, but if I'm just coughing my ass off, well, then I'm probably going to get fucked up. Any of you listeners out there purely smoke uh, concentrates? I know some people do that. They don't I even have... touch flavor, uh, flour anymore. They're yep. just pure concentrate. So I feel like if that's you, you probably you probably know the difference. <laughs> do you, yeah, right. Do you think you get more bang for your buck? Like if I bought, I feel like your tolerance just goes up, and you end up just like you know you'll smoke a hundred dollars of flour just as fast as you'll smoke a hundred dollars okay. worth of wax if. You're smoking wax all the time because your tolerance is up. Sure, yeah. and I don't think the thing is like I like the the activity of smoking. Right. So you don't get to experience that for as long a duration when you're doing concentrate. Everything is concentrated, including <laughs> the duration of smoking. Depends. I did 21 dabs one time with my buddy Luke. Mm. And it didn't. It wasn't even like we started out with that intention. It was like we did a bunch of dabs, and we're like, "Fuck, we did a bunch of dabs." Like, how many do you think that was? And we did like a conservative number, and it was already like ten or something like that. So they're like, we were like, a "Couple more, let's make it like sixteen. And then after sixteen, it was like, "Let's make it legal, going for 18. And then after that, it was like twenty-one gun salute. <laughs> okay, was this on your twenty-first birthday or something? No, just just. We had, <laughs> we had a bunch of wax. We had a bunch of wax and it needed to be smoked. We had the lungs and the gumption to do it. I'm going to spark one of these joints. Um, there's a, a number, you know, like the 21 gun salute. Mm -hmm. They have uh, lower tiers of numbers. 21 is the most that you can give. It's like for presidents and high ranking. I did feel nations. very presidential and high ranking at that point. Of time. <laughs> Yeah, I also feel like with dabs, like when you're doing uh, the old school kind of dabs where you're using the butane torch and you're firing it up, I feel like you lose a lot of your concentration in like that process. burns off into the, exactly. the atmosphere. Yeah, there's there tend to be a lot of uh, thick clouds of smoke even when you're not smoking it. Yeah, and I feel like with dabs, it really the temperature of burning and ignition is really important like it's not so important when you're smoking flour because you're just putting flame to, yeah fire is fire right but <laughs> when this dabs like if you go too hot it definitely like burns it off quick and like doesn't taste as good if it's too low then you like end up with like a puddle of semi-burnt <laughs> wax like it's the preferred method of smoking for scientists and bakers yes <laughs> <laughs> it's a science <laughs> But that's for another episode of Dabs, Dabs, and More Dabs. Uh, well, we do have a guest, and normally we have a right? good portion yeah. of the beginning where we talk to the guest about their weed smoking, so... I will yeah. say the first time I did Dabs was with probably you guys. I know probably definitely with Colin. I'm pretty sure you were there for my first time doing Dabs. I hope so. I'm, I'm sure <laughs> you were. I'm sure you were, because that is not something that I would just do. <laughs> On my own it's got to be a party type atmosphere is what you're saying well i guess somebody's got to hand it to me <laughs> it's not something i buy yeah for sure uh i don't know what else i was gonna say i really like when you go somewhere like an event or something like that and they have free dabs for you yeah that's pretty nice that's usually an electric nail inside of a 
Right, and system. they just have it set to a constant temperature at all times, which yeah. is great because it's not like, oh, wait, got to like hit this with the propane for a second. <laughs> yeah, it's much safer, much more controllable. I also like that, uh, you know, because it's kind of hard to like not transfer germs and stuff when you're smoking on a joint or a blunt or even a bowl, but like with the dab method like they have a lot of times they have those like little covers that you get with like a hookah or something for sure mm -hmm. and then i mean at least that's how my experience was when we went to the cannabis cup and they were giving out free dabs mm -hmm. all the stuff was like hooked up to like a hookah hose and then you could just like put the plastic covering on plastic covering is very important uh, <laughs> as we've heard people get herpes from sharing do they really? That's what we heard. Who, who said that? <laughs> doctors. <laughs> That's news to me. <laughs> Possibly doctors in this own house. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like I've shared enough joints and blunts at this point in my life. If there were herpes to get, I've got them. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I was right. like, I don't think I hang out with that many herpes-ridden people. Sure. Herpes? I definitely do not, don't do that many Quote, guys. unquote, herpes-ridden. Quote, I mean, unquote. Like, herpes outbreaks happen occasionally. It's not like somebody with herpes always is showing you that they have herpes. So... I mean, I, I had... <laughs> Just the food for thought, I guess. <laughs> I, I had uh, shingles... When I was See, uh, like Rob's 10 got years herpes. ago, I had to take some type of herpes medication to get Rob rid of it. Rob gave us all herpes already. Oh, damn it, Rob. <laughs> I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. All right, guys. I didn't mean to have shingles. It was stress-induced. <laughs> Not even sexual. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's the kind of shingles I get. The stress <laughs> The kind. stress kind. Uh, anyway. <laughs> well, I'm glad we, we touched on some weird things. Sure. And, uh, I was trying to think if there was like a funny story I have associated with weed, but I couldn't really think of anything. I will say this. Uh, if you are looking for a little way to spice up your smoking rotation, uh, there's lots of games we used to play. And one of them was uh, pendulum passing, with the idea being that your joint moves across the room in the same way that a pendulum would. So that if you have three people sitting together, the two on the ends will hit it twice, and the person in the middle hits it one single time mm -hmm. every time it passes by, so that the joint sort of becomes a pendulum rocking back and forth, instead of the traditional rotation of just, like, circular, cyclical rotation. I, know, I feel like sometimes I gotta keep keep people on track as it is with the simple rotation, let yeah. alone a complicated rotation. That complicated rotation actually simplifies things because if you have people on the ends, they know just hit it twice every single we'll time it comes it to you. And if you're in between those two people, just hit it once every, every time single time comes, right? and pass it. So if you have people who have a hard time keeping control of the rotation... People that's... can fuck up anything. <laughs> Absolutely. Let's have a little faith, gentlemen. My God, it's not that complicated. All we're doing is smoking weed. I'm not asking anybody to send a mission out into space or anything. <laughs> Just remember to hit it one time or two. <laughs> okay, anyway, we're doing a podcast here. We've got some mysteries to talk about. It's another episode of Collins Cryptids. Oh, part 10, I think. Is that where we're at? Part 10? Dang. Go oh, Collins We are cryptids. definitely in the double digits at this point. Starting us off with the cryptids list this week is the Bunny Man. The Bunny Man? Yeah, yeah. I know, right? And this is not just me. <laughs> just hanging out in the other room. <laughs> Damn it, I thought we solved this. Like, how Sorry. No, <laughs> I'm not the Bunny Man. Uh, 
The bunny man comes to us from Burke, Virginia, in Fairfax County, Virginia, in 1970. Uh, so on October 19th in 1970, U.S. Air Force Academy cadet Robert Bennett and his fiance were returning from a football game, and they proceeded to lay out the typical horror narrative. They parked their car in a field across from their Uncle Robert's house, and after a time, they noticed a white flash in the rearview mirror. Oh. <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. Sorry. You said Robert twice. So are there two Roberts, or is this just one Robert, these teens? Excuse it's me. It's the Uncle Robert. Yeah, Uncle Excuse Robert. Excuse me. <laughs> I misspoke. In a field across from Robert's uncle. Oh, okay. okay. Uncle's house or whatever. Oh, okay. sorry. Yeah, I was like, man, they got a lot of Roberts. My kind of fan. They like the name, yeah. <laughs> they got Solid one name. Robert, and he was an Air Force man, so it's kind of uh, like you. Kind of. He's a the weaker Air, you're version. The a weaker version. <laughs> Poor Air Force. Oh, they're fine. <laughs> they get the worst rap, I feel like. I mean, the they're part of the space. X now or Space Corps or Space I Fleet. Just really? Pure military got the worst just because they're like considered like the grunts or whatever. Like they're the army. First, yeah. But they have Green Berets. So yeah. I always felt like that gave them a leg up. And Navy's got Navy SEALs. What's the Air Force got? Not a goddamn thing. Astronauts? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Chair Force. Rob's real ready to talk shit on the Air Force. <laughs> UFO pilots? Clearly. Yeah. Piloting. Uh, you know, test planes. And <laughs> sure. They definitely get uh, some uh, UFO sightings, but I think the bulk still goes to the Navy on mm -hmm. that one. Sorry, Air Force. I tried. Yeah. I tried to. More <laughs> planes in the sky than the Air Force. But anyway, <laughs> U.S. Air Force Academy cadet Robert Bennett and his fiance hanging out in the car. It doesn't specify what they were doing. We all but, I mean, come on. We've seen a couple horror films. <laughs> so, okay, they see a white flash in the rearview mirror. Moments later, the front passenger window, window is smashed in, and there is a white-clad man standing there. white-clad man. Yes. Bennett would turn the car around as the man screamed at them about trespassing, as they drove away, they realized there was a hatchet on the floor of the car. Bennett told the police later the man was wearing a white suit with bunny ears. Like, it's me. It's your nephew, Robert. Calm down. Come Get on. off my property! <laughs> That's how his uncle would dress up to yeah, scare yeah. people off. Well, you know, he's not expecting his nephew to come by. He's... Uh, What's it called? Where you dress up like an animal? He's a furry. He's indulging in his bunny antics. <laughs> yeah, I mean, people were dressing up like bunnies long before this guy shows up, and they'll do it long after he's dead. I don't know if uh, furries were such a thing in the seventies. You know, the proliferation of large-scale bunny costumes is probably pretty. You know, I amateur. Mean, of course, point. and that's why they had to do it out in the middle of the woods and you know, <laughs> in secret. In secret, it wasn't even in the middle. It was in, on his property. Yeah, no, he's in a field across from his across. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the furry fucking field. <laughs> <laughs> he's yeah. He was like, I thought you guys were fellow furries. You're not. You gotta get out of here. <laughs> this is the Bigfoot gathering I described at the beginning. Exactly. It's just them having all kinds of sex in the woods. <laughs> It's just, this is basically his version of furry is the, like RuPaul's version of drag. Everybody is in drag. Everybody's yes. a furry. 
Welcome back to another episode of Furry, Furry, Furry. <laughs> Where 12 furries will compete in unique furry categories. What would the sachet away for furries be? Um, and now, take off your head. <laughs> <laughs> off with their heads. <laughs> Remove your felt. <laughs> So that's the first instance of the bunny man being spotted. Okay, 1970-ish. In October 29th, 1970, so just 10 days later, construction security guard Paul Phillips approached a man standing on the porch of an abandoned home. Nothing unusual. Excuse me, an unfinished home, not an abandoned home. So, like, they're working on it. Yeah, even less uh, unusual. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Phillips said the man was wearing a gray, black, and white bunny costume and was around 20 years of age. When Paul approached the man, he began chopping at the porch post with an axe, saying, You are trespassing. Come any closer and I'll chop off your head. I wonder Um, if it was the same guy, because before it was just a white bunny suit, and now it's, like, dirty and tattered, so now he's just, like... He's just been roughing it in his bunny suit. Yeah. He's just living out in the woods, getting dirtier and dirtier. Although it sounds like he had to go get himself a new axe because he left the axe in the first yeah. car and he's like, ah, I got the first to buy another axe. Ha- it was a hatchet too. So oh, he so he upgraded. upgraded. Nice. He's like, the hatch was too easy to misplace. <laughs> yeah. Couldn't hold on to it when I was whacking through car windows. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Police apparently investigated both instances, but found a lack of evidence. In the weeks following, over 50 people would claim sightings of the bunny man. Dang. But no attacks other than just, like, threatening, like... There may have been uh, attacks. There may have been people who who claimed that he cut them on the arm or something like that. But um, basically, after the initial two, which are more credible because we have a U.S. Army cadet and right. security guard, I imagine the next string of people, which no offense to anybody out there, were probably like, I seen it! I right. done seen it! I swear! That bunny man I read in the newspaper? Yeah, he yeah. came by here too. Exactly. And, and that's one of the crazy things. Once something like this blows up, Credibility goes out of the window so fast. Well, yeah, because then if you didn't see the bunny, like, he's not cool, bro. Right? Uh, and, I mean, I got to assume all 50, or at least the vast majority of these 50 sightings were on the same day or within a day or two of each other. Why do you think that? Because he's just walking around town in a bunny suit. Well, I mean... And then he goes home, he's like, well, that was fun scaring little locals. <laughs> or maybe he bounced out of town or something like that or whatever the case. But it's not like... 50 sightings over the next 50 years, every year somebody's... It's oh, I all see what you're saying. Grouped yeah, no, within the same... It's in 1970, yeah, for sure. But and it within, does, like, maybe a week or so. It does say in the weeks following oh, over weeks 50 following. people. Right. So it was some frame of, you know, time. Sure. So somebody was either doing this stuff and going out and terrorizing people, or... Um, maybe, if you're not watching the Twitch, by the way, we sparked fun. Number two. Yeah, yes. Yeah. We haven't really uh, <coughs> announced or chanted a blunt lighting in a long time. Uh, that, I feel like it's I, a use, I usually parts. led it, but Holly was especially on top of leading it. So. <laughs> you Holly, guys were definitely back. each other's <laughs> you out, biggest cheerleaders. <laughs> but yeah, so that's everything for the Bunny Man. 
Maybe, I don't know, it's the 70s. I feel like he was probably just, like, on acid. Yeah. And it started out with good intentions, and then it kind of, like, went down the rabbit hole, if you will. Well done, sir. I mean, maybe, yeah, he was just walking around being all happy bunny, and then he finds an axe. Right. And he's like, well, I can't just leave this axe. Children <laughs> might hurt themselves with it. I'm going to take this axe back home, keep it safe. And people just see this bunny man with an axe, and they naturally assume the worst. I, I also think <laughs> that this could be a scenario. Much like the Santa Claus scenario, this guy, he works as an Easter bunny. He loves Easter. It's like his favorite thing. But as the years go by, as the kids get brattier and brattier and just more about... <laughs> finding the eggs, and they give a fuck about Easter Bunny. Some people are like, it's not even about you, Easter Bunny. It's about Jesus. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> well, one thing, you're on the right track in terms of the fact that it's uh, October, Halloween, right around the corner. This guy was at a costume store, saw this bunny thing, said, I've got me an idea. <laughs> and he's been testing it out for the weeks leading up to Halloween. And then after Halloween, he was like, yeah, I still got to fuck with some people. So he terrorizes 50 more people and then calls it a day. He was just born in the wrong generation. Had he been able to, like, stream it and videotape his scarings, like, it would be a viral sensation. Just, like, those videos of, like, the killer clowns who, like, smash fake heads and stuff (laughs) in, like, parking lots to scare people. Yeah. That very well could be Colin's next cryptid. The the clowns. The clowns spotted all over town. (laughs) I mean, the bunny man's pretty sinister, whatever the case. He's definitely not a good dude. I also just want to picture, like, the Donnie, the Donnie Darko uh, yeah. head, just because that's the creepiest version of uh, a, bunny man. a bunny man I can think of. <laughs> I also like the idea that it could be, like, the secret of the ooze. Some kind of, like, transformed mutant Ninja Turtle-esque. Yeah. I mean... It- very well could be for the live-action play of Alice in Wonderland, and he's the time-keeping bunny. Right. And he just got sick of that shit? Yeah. I mean, was there a, a theater group that was mauled to death with an axe? Oh, God. <laughs> Some community theater group. I was supposed to be Alice, and you made me the bunny. Yeah. <laughs> Bunny gets his revenge. Alice in Wonderland from here. Certainly not in Wonderland. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's it for the Bunny Man. Next on the list is the Lake Worth Monster. Ooh. Yes, 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 yes. Comes to us from Lake Worth, Texas. And it happened in July of 1969. Yeah, good year. 1969. <laughs> A scaly part man, part goat monster is the Lake Worth monster. Okay, like, I don't know why, but the brain just works in funny ways. As soon as I hear monster, like, in association with lake, you automatically like, yeah, it's like a swamp guy. Sure, it's like yeah, a, yeah. Something coming out of the lake, but no. No, this guy just likes to hang around a pool of water. Right. Well, you know, they got to get water somehow. Oh, he just I, likes the town. Lake Worth has a really good um, community theater there that he likes to attend. Nice. Oh, okay. <laughs> Do a really good farmer's market yeah. on the weekend. Yeah. yeah, the lake's just incidental. He just likes the community and the people there. <laughs> They haven't been mauled to death by a bunny man. Exactly. It's a lot easier to like somebody when they haven't been mauled to death. Yeah. (laughs) 
Apparently, reports of the sightings of the creature were so common in July of 1969 that newspapers routinely, routinely reported them. One story involved the beast jumping from a tree and onto the hood of a car. Another, Bimbley, Bimbley. <laughs> yes. Another had him throwing a tire at a group of people. He was just working out. He was just doing <laughs> tire lifts or whatever. Uh, this all sounds like my uncle, my trunk uncle. <laughs> Bobby! Bobby! <laughs> Watch this, Bobby! <laughs> just oh, don't throwing. take that tire display. <laughs> He's just throwing tires in the front yard. <laughs> Put the tires back on the trunk, Uncle. <laughs> or in, on the trunk, on the car. <laughs> Jesus. In truth, though, uh, there was one kid in my uh, military school that drunkenly took a tire display and just threw him around town. All right. Like in the street, through fucking windows with businesses and shit. How do you get, like, the tire display without a bunch of employees right there? It was late at night, and they just left the tire display out at this, like, used car dealership. Or like, no one's oh, going to wow. go through the trouble of lifting these tires. Yeah, they, they just have them stacked up in front of it, so he just grabs them, and he's throwing them in the middle of the street. <laughs> That's terrible. Don't yeah. do that. No, don't do that. But he did it, and he, afterwards he said, you know why I did that, right? I was like, no, I have no idea why you did that. Because you're going to remember this night forever. And he said that, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Memories and were made. I did. <laughs> and I did. For all the wrong reasons. Not some great joke our friend told. The property damage yeah, that ensued. Yeah, I mean. the, me running to the motel and being like, I hope to God nobody knows. Right. Store. I have no association. <laughs> I do not know this person. Hey, uh, Steve, I don't want to point any fingers, but did you leave the tire display out last night? <laughs> <laughs> a wind must have carried along. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I heard it Augustine. <laughs> and it was a blowing. Apparently, sighting stopped in the fall, which led many to believe that it was a student's prank. That they were just messing with people over the summer. You could That's be like hibernating or whatever. That's true. Like, yeah. Oh, it's cold. I'm gonna go into my cave. <laughs> I don't like living next to the lake in wintry times. That's right. <laughs> the wind blows on the lake, and I get a chill. I don't know where Lake Worth is in Texas, but it might never get cold there. If you're far enough south in Texas, it certainly stays warm. Anybody from Texas? Anybody from Texas? Hit us up, Blake Worth. <laughs> What's going down? Talk to us on Twitch. But yeah, that's it for uh, the Lake Worth monster. So you said he was part goat. Like, is it like the body of a goat, head of a man? Because the image I was looking at, he did, I, I was unclear on the goat aspect. It's open to interpretation. Um, I mean, you could assume he's like a satyr. Like the is, legs. Legs and uh, horns. Right. Oh, yeah. The guy that's uh, playing like... The pan the, flute. The pan flute in 300. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, the head of a goat, but yeah, the body of a man. The weirdest CGI beast in <laughs> that movie and any other movie. I saw it and I was like instantly taken out of the film. It was pretty <laughs> <laughs> He had to appeal to the uh, traitor. Remember? No, I tried to block most of that movie out. Okay, well, I'll just go through it beat by beat really I quick. almost walked out of the theaters with that, but I was like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I mean, I remember that movie all the way through. I thought it was great. I loved it. I, it didn't take me out of it when the goat man. <laughs> I mean, most of the CG is honest, really good. And like, that was the only thing keeping me sad in my seat. But when that goat guy came out, I was like, you could have bumped the budget for that just a little bit. <laughs> it wasn't good enough CG for you? It was, I mean, it was only a half a second in the film, but it was long enough for me to process that and be like, who was at their computer saying I'm finished? <laughs> I mean, I imagine it was a producer who was like, you're finished. This is, this is good enough. <laughs> that's, that's, we've got plenty of the pan flute playing goat. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so the next on the list is the Goat Man of Maryland. Oh, not to be confused, and not in relation to the, <laughs> the, the Lake Worth monster. monster. Yes, they are distinguishable. Although they could obviously be the same beast. But that's why I chose these three together is because we have the bunny man, another goat man, and another goat man. So I mean, these could all be, um, what's it called? Where they're like mushed together, chimeras? Yeah. Like just alien experiments or even just like human experiments where mm -hmm. they're like trying to mix genetic codes. and Yeah, some guy high on a hill. I have a disguise planned <laughs> for my next operation. I will take half the body of a goat. <laughs> that will be indistinguishable from the trees. Somebody's got to be questioning him. Like, sir, I don't know if that's the best plan. I won't hear your protestations. <laughs> Turn me into a goat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, this comes to us from Beltsville, Maryland. I don't know when. I guess it's been around for a while. But the idea is that it's a half goat, half man. The head and hind quarters of a goat and the body of a human. So this would be your pan flute player. Sure. The image that we have um, on, up online is... Uh, it just kind of looks like, you know, one of those... Not necessarily a furry, but a person that likes to live out some type of anamorph fantasy or something like that. Yeah, I would say that, but the feet, the feet are the feet selling looks, me pretty yeah. good. I mean, that is a pretty solid shoe. But it almost looks more <laughs> like a deer than a goat to me, just because, like, the neck is so long and slender. Well, and, and I don't know where the hell this picture comes from anyway. Sure. Like, this could be somebody who's cosplaying right now. Right, yeah. <laughs> well, they so, did, they're doing a good job. Right. Uh, apparently, he wields an axe. Oh, this is the bunny <laughs> just, man, dude. Just like somebody oh, we know. Uh, in 1971, a dog's death was blamed on the goat man. According to legend, the goat man was a scientist in the Beltsville Agricultural Research Center. Dude, I was on the money. I'm sorry, but I knew. Yeah, I mean, I knew. bravo. He was conducting research on goats when an experiment backfired and he became goat-like uh, himself. How many gamma radiation rays hit him <laughs> <laughs> i mean i could just picture the scene right now of him pulling a chain that <laughs> raises the body of a goat up to the ceiling <laughs> lightnings cascading across the sky 
it's, it reminds me of like Spider-Man 3 when Sandman becomes who Sandman is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just swirling sand and they hit him with some radiation. This is it's basically a herd of goats is just circling this guy. He's hit with some radiation and he's now goat man. <laughs> That's that sounds more accidental. You know, it sounds like he was doing it was pretty purposeful. Like he injected a goat with something and then he would like slap it around to try to get it to like bite him. And then it finally bit him, and he turned into Goatman. See, I'm thinking he's, like, sitting up late at night, like, what is it about goats that allows them to digest absolutely anything? Right? (laughs) And then he's, like, extracting some goat DNA and putting it into himself, and then he does, like, a... Right? You know, falls down, and (laughs) we go to the next morning, and he's half goat now. (laughs) I mean, do you think that he would... Yeah. Do you think that he would still have his the scientist brain about him, or do you think his brain too would then become very goat-like? I think it would be both, <laughs> but that would be kind of like the the arc of the movie is like he's oh, slowly he's, turning more goat. Like he's like, like the fly. He, right, he's trying to hold on to his humanity, but every now and then he's like, <laughs> I'm fine. Don't worry about me, Brenda. <laughs> What was that about, Steve? <laughs> I mean, at what point does he start having sex with goats? It is really oh, the day one. <laughs> the day before he turned into a half right. person. <laughs> Do you guys remember Only goat? you would ask that question, Rob. You know he is. I mean, why else? <laughs> you know he is. I mean, I guess he's got the hindquarters of a goat, so... Do you guys remember Ain't nothing wrong Goatman with this love. or Goat Boy from uh, that, like or SNL, like old SNL? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Jim Brewer. Jim Brewer. Yeah, yeah, that was some classic. <laughs> Indeed, classic <stuff. laughs> got a lot of mileage out of that. Yeah, yeah I'm sure, yeah. sure did. <laughs> I laughed a lot of that. So. I bet it's still some of the best sketch writing. If you don't know what we're talking about because you are a young person, that's fine. Yeah. There's something <laughs> called Google. It's, it's SNL in the 90s. Yeah. yeah. What yeah. more do you need? It was awesome. <laughs> Apparently, so he conducts his experiment, it backfires, he becomes goat-like, and he began, he began attacking cars with axes after that. That's all I wrote. I can't believe this. <laughs> he becomes goat-like right. and began attacking cars with axes after that. Period. Okay. I mean, like you were saying, goats eat anything, so maybe he was just like, I gotta axe up this car so I can eat it. Yeah, I mean, honestly, if... That's actually solid. Like, if you could figure out how to give somebody a goat supplement and suddenly they can get all the nutrients they need... From a tire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, like, an old tin can, or... I don't know. It's solid. I mean, this, to me, is... 100% the bunny man or somebody mimicking, you know, copycatting, piggybacking off of the bunny man. It's happened the very next year and it's like bunny it, I mean he's very bunny like. I can see him he's bunny-like. very bunny like. He's very bunny like. I see the bunny similarity. He's walking the same costume and put some horns on it. He's like, there we go. Yeah. He's like, New you know guy. what? The bunny ears, they were they weren't scaring as many people as I was hoping for. And I was walking around with an axe. I know how to step it up a notch. <laughs> or the suit was so old that the ears had kind of crusted uh, into like a horn looking thing. Uh, so they just mistook. Do, 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 do. Is it a bunny? Do, 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 do. 
or a goat. Welcome back to another episode. <laughs> I'm going to say bunny for 400. No, you and your family will be sacrificed to a herd of goats. <laughs> but that means the Robinsons won. Congratulations, Robinson family. You're also going to be sacrificed to a herd of goats. <laughs> All hail the goat herds. <laughs> Worst vacation ever. Well, at least we gotta be on TV. <laughs> Thank God for you, Dewey. Always looking on the bright side. You will be the first that's sacrificed. <laughs> Speaking uh, of goats, I always love a goat's eye. Like they're so trippy to yeah, look at. Oh yeah, mean. for sure. But it, uh, when you like understand why it's like that, it makes a lot of sense. Goats are one of the few animals that fear both the aerial predators from the sky and uh, land-based right. predators as well, while they have to keep visibility from like the highest peaks of mountains and everything. So when you look at that crazy eye, it almost looks a little bit like an hourglass mm -hmm. or like a capital I shape. It reminds me of Hypnotoad from kind the of, Yeah, Those kind of eyes. Yeah, absolutely. But it makes sense that they, like, need to see everything, so they have those crazy mm -hmm. pupils. I'm about to start these dabs before I say one last thing about the goat man. I'm glad they evolved crazy pupils and not, like, more eyes. Because, <laughs> like, that's one of the things that really creeps me out about spiders yeah. is just how many eyes they have. Yeah, that is kind so, of So, like, could you just imagine, like... If because, yeah, they need to see everywhere, but so instead of evolving, like, a new pupil, they're just like, more eyes! Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. I'm glad they don't have many eyes, yes. I'll agree with you. I, I can't think of any animal in the animal kingdom that has more than two eyes. Like, non-insects, you mean? Yeah, non-insects. Because, I mean, it seems like if you're an animal... You get the two eyes, that's it. <laughs> you get the two eyes. Listen, I, I hear you want more, but you get two. No, I can't think of anything other than, like, a, a arachnids. Yeah. Huh. Flies and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, one last thing about the goat man is a variation holds that he is a hermit simply living alone in the woods. And he just goes for walks, and that's when people have spotted him a bunch. I mean, I feel like that is one thing that hermits love to say, which is like, you know, get out of here. This is my territory. Oh, <laughs> well, we don't know. Trying to live alone here. <laughs> yeah, I guess he's just whacking cars that come to his neighborhood. Yeah. He's just basically an old man who's yeah. like, don't park in front of my house. Right? Listen to your loud music. You get out of here. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe he wanted to live among the goats. Uh, and <laughs> try to him. yeah, try to be one of them. So he just kept goading himself up. Trevor, why do you stare out the window so? <laughs> nothing. I'm not thinking about the goats. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not thinking about how I wish I could run with the herd. Leave me alone, woman! Damn it! <laughs> she just cries. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, that's that's my that's my theory. Those are my two cents about it. <laughs> Is that he was just it's... dreaming of becoming part of the goat herd? Yeah, he just maybe he was studying them and wanted to see you know if he could fool them into thinking. He wanted he to was... Jane Austen it. You yeah, know, like live amongst the apes, but yeah. live amongst the goats. He was the a only way to truly. Truly know the goat is to live amongst the goats. Yes. If I could live with the goats. The do, soft do, and do, gentle do, do. goats. <laughs> da, 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 da. Uh, 
Uh, yeah, so that's the long and short of those cryptids. We I mean, had. we never said that they could always be aliens. That's true, they could always be aliens. <laughs> aliens. <laughs> Doing their best to camouflage themselves. <laughs> like, the goats are the clear uh, masters of this world, so we'll just impersonate the goats. Or they know of a goat's association with, like, the occult and Satan. Right. And maybe they just decided that would be the most intimidating, immediately intimidating thing for someone to see. Could this be Satan? Could it be? Beelzebub under the full moonlight playing his fiddle? Satan in Texas? Could it be? I mean, it's definitely (laughs) Satan-esque. It's goat head, human body, Mm -hmm. hooved, cloven feet. Yep. I mean... A very this you know we might have dipped into a deals with the devil here. Oh snap! Time for another episode of Bobby's deals with the devil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you're feeling down or low, it's time for deals with the devil. <laughs> Bobby's deals with the devil. Howdy, partner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, oh man, we'll never have a better song than that one. <laughs> yeah, cut it, make it a stingle. <laughs> All of a sudden, you see in the distance, the light is back. The Bigfoot mood has returned, and they're beckoning to you. It was all a simple misunderstanding. What, what, what? They want to have you for dinner. Me? Must be time for the end of another episode of High Mystery. For the show that makes you laugh and smoke weed, I'm Colin. I'm Tristan. I'm Robert. Thanks so much for listening. And should you need us, we'll be here. New episodes every Monday. Want more High Mystery? Check out our Patreon page, patreon.com backslash highmystery for exclusive episodes every Friday. Merchandise can be found at our website at highmystery.com. Stay up to date by following us on Facebook and Instagram at High Mystery for fan art, news, and upcoming events. Thanks for listening.